crew welcome back to the property pod you are joined by your host aaron and i've got johnny mac and patrick berry here with me at the desk hello hello hey gentlemen and pat's spoken more than he did on last episode already well i've had a week off now Man. since obviously we didn't have the episode last week because you had to be away for There's a bit so much to say yeah well i tell you what i actually did have a few people reach out in our time away uh, one was nan obviously she's mm. reached out and said i tried to listen on friday and it wasn't there and what I said, happened oh, look sorry nan i was crook i couldn't couldn't be there to perform so i let the team down on that one but some other people actually emailed through and said what happened to the show they thought we were on hiatus again mm. they thought it was a um what do you call it? undeclared hiatus <laughs> i guess it was um before we declared it up front didn't we and then it just lasted a lot longer than we anticipated because yeah, yeah. Now, this time it was just the damn rona <laughs> well i will put it out there to anyone suffering from uh the coronavirus i Imagine it's really horrible, but just the test alone, wow's a rooney. I think you're supposed to talk it up as not being that bad so more people go out. Oh, oh, yeah, because we're doing a public service. So we're yeah. part of the media. So we yeah, should yeah. be saying, well, look, it is, you should use your, um, no, nah, I can't talk it up. I tried my best. <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> I tried to talk it up to Abby and I was like, it only takes a couple of seconds. She's like, it takes five. I was like, five seconds, two seconds. What's the difference? The it's guy was like, whole seconds. The guy did say to me when he was doing it, he said, it's 20 seconds of your life. Just think of it that way. Because mm. he said, oh, it's pretty unpleasant. I was like, all right. And the first bit was fine. And it was just kind of like, you know, it makes you gag and stuff. But then the, the weird bit, we don't really need to be talking about this, but the weird <laughs> bit was it got stuck up my nose. Mm. So it got up to the top bit and then it got stuck on my nose. I was clenched or something, a swab. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like, relax your nose, relax your nose. I'm like, I don't know how to relax my nose. Like, that's not a muscle I work on. I don't, I don't practice on. this, mate. Yeah, I don't yeah. practice my no, nostril Maybe it got lift. squished into your brain and it couldn't come out. Yeah, I have been feeling a bit strange ever since. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, we, anyway. shouldn't be, we shouldn't be joking about corona. And, but, yes, no, I was I was being away. The main away. thing is you did the right thing and went and got tested. Yeah, look, yeah. and that you should go get tested if you have any signs of symptoms. And yeah, I, I 100% agree. Yeah, that's that. Well, look, we're, we're, everyone's been doing a bloody good job over the last few months. Why not just keep it going? I do really like Pat. Pat called me up when that active case or the positive t- case come through. Oh t- yeah, yeah. He's like called up. And he's like. Hey, Az, uh, that's not you that's the first positive case in 65 days in Tassie. Well, I was just thinking, God, imagine if it was Aaron. The timing was The guy unreal. that's been so yeah. protective and always washing his hands and doing everything right. Imagine if the first person after 65 days was Aaron. Well, the thing is, can you imagine what the ramifications of that could be if it was you? Yeah. Oh, well, that, and that's, like, what, that's what I – why, like I've said to Pat, oh, like I'm – crook i'm just going to stay at home i can do some editing from home and do things like that we'll make it work i, I don't want to like like hit the team and then like be like yeah. oh four and fours ah that's but a shame unfortunately the podcast suffered last week as a result of it yes john and i are not clever enough to work those buttons so we just had to concede defeat and move on and apologies to nan yes i we weren't there you couldn't hear our tones but we're back now and we're back and we're in business and we have exciting news well yeah i was going to say speaking of it's business been a big 10 days here at four and four real i know and this mm. is the crazy bit the the cat kind of got let out of the bag on the eve of doing the next podcast i was like oh the next podcast is going to be a cracker yeah because some people may not have noticed but johnny mac you've got a few listings under 414 real estate's name and it's been very odd answering the phone because when we launched that one at Fawcett, and i was sitting in this office and you're like john mcgregor from 414 real estate everyone in the background is like yeah (laughs) (laughs) so if people haven't figured out john has come across to work for us which is super exciting so we're now one big happy family which is really cool so can you guys explain Mm. kind of how this has come about and and what's happened to have you had a falling out with your family 
family, John, have you been ostracised <laughs> from the McGregor clan? I'm no I said, you got a new scarf that's not clan colours. You're out. I've, I've, had to, I've had to scrape off my tattoo and denounce all names. I've even lost my lordship as well because <laughs> um, I'm not – <laughs> My lordship. Well, I did – I'm not sure if you guys know, but you can um, – there's this conservation place in Glencoe in Scotland and the, the gag is is you, you know, donate like – you pay 100, 100 bucks, could be pounds, I can't remember. But then they – you purchase like what is effectively one square metre of um, – I have heard of this, uh, yeah. Of like conservation land. And so the, a lord is just a landowner – so effectively, then they they send out all these certificates to say you denounce your former title of Mister John McGregor and hereby adopt the idea of Lord John McGregor and all that. So it's just like the guy that sells land on the moon at the moment. That yeah, that's it's, 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 it's effectively moon. it's the exact same principle. Um, <laughs> but I mean, this is a but it ends up being a real fun gag in order to um, you know donate money to conserve this area. So side that note, that's thank uh, you. Glad we uh, took us down that segue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, back to the um, yeah back. I mean, the, the exciting thing is now it's um, well, the, the entire company will be moving another four and four brand. Okay. So it's been a conversations have been you know happening for a while, but it wasn't until all the uh, contracts were signed and the idea that both companies will be coming together. And I, I think the coolest thing is that you know we've been talking throwing these ideas around for years, and the fact now that you know obviously both companies are running, which is First National Real Estate, McGregor and Four and Four, um, but it's open for the minute until we can. Um, Bring everything together, you know, properly. Yeah. Um, eventually, it all, all, all fall, fall under the one brand. So all of us will be moving across to, to this company. And what I really like about it is that I think the McGregor family has a wealth of knowledge in the industry. They've been in it for so long. Yep. They have so many stories. Well, people listening to this show, they know John's got a story every second day. Yeah. And those stories. Wait to hear dad's stories. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what really helps staff become better at their job and know how to deal with situations. And I think that's really cool that we're going to get that wealth of knowledge. And then in return, we can give them the technology information and the the way we do things in a digital perspective. So it's going to be two different businesses helping each other to become better in the long run. I think. Yeah, I'm, and I've already, I've already immediately started to know that straight away. Um, I mean, we we're only talking about a contract with the you know relating to the shorter period clause, or even when it comes to all the technology that you're showing the, our, our crew. Um, it, you know, it's obviously that bit of that shock at the the first minute, going, "Oh my God, look at all the stuff we're taking on!" But quickly that just shifts to excitement because you realise, "Hang on a minute, the, the, you're, you're bringing the best." Of of what how our teams operate and then bringing those two things together has he been the guy from the outside of it like obviously i was away last week but this was kind of happening in the background for just a few weeks now before it officially kind of clicked over into you becoming a salesperson here at 414 and yeah. the amalgamation but seeing the way that both teams kind of have operated and then marrying it together kind of like this perfect analog and digital clock Becoming mm. like this mega clock, that's yeah. like a like when the Power Rangers morph together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and plus, because um, what you had um, what was it was it Megazord, and then <laughs> what, what was the giant um, dinosaur that it used to ride on the back of? I had all those toys. Are yeah. you talking about Voltron or? Nah, no. Power Rangers did it too. Like, uh, um, yeah, we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of felt like Aaron was just putting that there for like a little thing, and you've just taken it. Yeah, and I was ran with yeah. it. <laughs> I was just trying to say it's really nice that you guys have come together, and what started out as kind of a friendship and two businesses that were kind of I'm I'm not sure if your dads or um, families were friends prior to you guys being friends, but it was something that's blossomed from kind of. You guys meeting at school? Yeah. Into this, John and I have known each other since kindergarten. Mm. Oh yeah, well, it's exactly. crazy. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be exciting times sitting next to J Mac working each day. So we'll see how we go. Well, I like, actually would love an episode with the dads. Ooh, my dad, my dad won't say much. <laughs> I reckon I could get. Some He's a man of little words. He fine. just sits there quietly. Fine, will. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh, so it's exactly the same dynamic as what we've got going here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. hundred percent. Well, we learn from the best. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think, and that for me is, you know, what I, I'm I'm really excited about is that it, we're legitimately bringing we're all complementary skills, um, and I think it's going to be a phenomenal fit. And considered the idea of delaying it a little bit longer, but I thought, well, once it, now it's all done and dusted, let's just move on, get yep. get stuck into it. So you're putting the other agents on notice, JMac, in terms of uh, well, two different companies t- coming together to create a super agency. Yeah, oh yeah, I can feel it already. <laughs> feel, it's uh, we need to get some um, flame written shoes. Uh, damn, I, I had a thought with I had the thought with Power Rangers, but I, I couldn't don't think take anyone that has one. anything to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on to some actual real actual estate. Real estate, but look, it's really good to know that you guys are uh, are forging forward. <laughs> you can see, you know, all about big daddy gas hills in that sense. And I guess the, that was sort of the thought. Well, um, I mean, with, well, what we did do sort of an official thing later on down the road, but I mean, it's more like we just like to get down and get into it rather yeah. than um, you know, because I always think the one of the I remember remember when Oasis um, came into Tassie where it was just the pokies. But oh, I thought I'm, you meant the band. I was like, no. I don't remember that. I was no, thinking no. band too. I'm like, Oasis came yeah. to Tassie? How, How did, did I miss that? Have, was that like a Dark Mofo event and I missed <laughs> yeah. it? It's like it's uh, all, Yeah, so the, well, so the title or whatever it was, yeah, the Oasis, well, yeah. Well, then I remember like, oh, Oasis is coming. Oasis is coming. The most exciting thing is coming. You know, it's like, well, uh, and then when it arrived, it was like poker machines. I actually remember the ad now, yeah. You know, and I think uh, I suppose you know what I like the way that we're approaching it is we just you know what it, it's happened. It's important to us and you know all our clients, etc. Um, and then we'll you know it's, we're slowly getting the news out there. But again, in the end, we're just doing it by our good work. So we're not screaming from the roof. The biggest thing in real estate is coming. Yeah, oh, okay. Okay. it's funny because I think I put together we a social media. We will. Well, you guys could do that if yeah, you want. Yeah. I think I put together a social media post of your like first listing. I think at the at the time you were tossing up. Do I do it through First National? Do I do it through four one four? You're like bugger it. Let's do it. Let's through just 414. do it. Let's get into it. I'd put it up, and I think within twenty minutes. Your dad was getting phone calls from all these people. Oh, it's John Jump Ship. What's going on here? And it's yeah. amazing how fast the news can travel. Yeah. Even if you're not shouting it from the rooftops. Yeah. And because there's still still a lot of us, we'll, we will do a lot of promotional element on it to make, to obviously, to once once it's all done and dusted. But I'm just glad that we can get into get into doing the work. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, that's what's most fun is in the on the day to day grind. You'd say working with the clients and with the new with you guys doing good work. Well, it's probably yeah, more important to be working feet on the ground with the people that you are working with rather than shouting it to the people that you're not working yeah. with to say like, oh, look at us. We're so cool. Look at our cool. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, yeah. If you're listening, Jared, we're happy to have an article written about us. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, let's jump into some real estate stuff. I wrote some notes uh, before I got sick and I actually changed the colour code. They all look really pretty. So, And I'm just reading them for the first time, so <laughs> give me a second so I'm on top of them. <laughs> look, we'll jump out, we'll come back in and we'll go from there. 414 Real Estate has been operating within the northern suburbs of Hobart since 2006 with their innovative approach to marketing and managing your property. They have all your property needs covered. Find out more by visiting them today at 414.com.au. Actually, before we got stuck into the the next part, I did want to do a quick shout out to Phil Donnelly. Yeah. Because um, he sent us an email before as well, just wishing us congratulations uh, for the 50th episode. Yes, he did reach out after yeah. the 50th and, and congrats. He said he'd been with us from the start. And, yeah. No, yeah. So, I'm, so thanks, Phil. Like, I'm so happy to hear that. Because it was. Because when I told him about it, he just jumped straight on. His, he just got, I think we would have, we would have been that many weeks into it, I suppose. I can't remember how far, but yeah, he just started straight back. Yeah. So it was awesome. And he's still, still kicking on. So oh, thanks. We, we need a Phil review. We got a, we're going to, 
a nan review in yeah, it. Yeah, that's oh, a good that point. Play. That's a good point. That could play. I, I did. I will say I went and had dinner at a friend's house. I have talked about her on the podcast before. She bought that tiny little house um, that was like a little cottage, um, Lena Valley or somewhere. And she was doing it all up. So we actually went there the other night and had dinner with her. And the renovation she's done is absolutely amazing. You'd be blown away. I'd love to get some before and after. I, sometimes I go into houses and just ask, can I take a photo of your house? And it sounds really yeah. creepy, but yep. it's kind of that I'd love to have the before and after. It's just to show like how far how she's come. come. Yeah, yeah. That's it's cool. amazing. So shout out to Megan there on, on how well she's done on her renovation on that one. Yeah, awesome. But we do have stuff to talk about today. Mm, mm. Um, it's about houses that are selling. Yes. Well, yeah. it's it's about how well home, um, what are they called, open homes have been going recently mm. and, and how kind of gangbusters the market is going despite well, the borders being shut. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I actually really like the uh, heading you gave this segment as. Yeah, thanks, mate. The mainlanders are away but the locals will pay. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. How long did you spend on that one? <laughs> Mate, you know I'm your copywriter when you get stuck, so <laughs> you just know that I, I came up with that flash in a pan. No, but what you're basically saying, and you are correct, is that although over the last couple of years we've had a lot of mainland buyers coming to the state and purchasing properties, with the borders closed that has quietened up, but it's created a really unique opportunity for local buyers. Mm, mm. And what I've found, and I don't know if you've found the same, John, but a lot of local buyers felt like they couldn't purchase in the market one or two years ago because they kept getting outbid by mainlanders. Yeah. And yep. this is their opportunity. They're like jumping back into the market. They're ready to go. Their finances are all sorted and they're sort of moving while there's that, that window of opportunity to potentially buy a house without being up against 50 competitors. I, I agree 100%. And even just the general sentiment and conversations is they it just legitimately got burnout. Yeah. Um, with there was too many, too many people, too much competition. They're like, I'm just sick of it. I'm going to take a break. Um, at that point too, there you know some people either you know re-signing their lease or not worrying about putting their house on the market and just just pausing because with the hope that things might just cool off. And the good, I suppose the the coronavirus was a really good catalyst then. Then everyone just stopped in in general. But now in Tasmania, everyone just wants to get back on with their lives. Mm. And it's like you know what they've got a, there's a positive sense and you know in, even in the in the general market, but more so it's like you know what I'm back in it. I'm ready to go. And the when we first listed a couple of properties when the the COVID broke out, there was only a few people kicking around. They're like those conversations were very much exactly like you described. And now um, the conversations I had, especially with Fawcett, was a great example. Well, Fawcett's a great example. you got a huge amount of interest in that. Yeah, and then we so had – Did we, you have an open home down there or no, that just was kind of private inspections? did private inspections back-to-back. So I spent all day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Monday. Yeah. I think we did about 19 in, in the end. Yeah, wow. Was, well, because I want to allow everyone about half an hour. Yep. Um, yeah, it's probably but, like that needs – it's quite a sizable property. Yeah. Well, the thing is too is if you get that many people at once, it ends up just being one giant animal farm. So, I mean, that's such an unpleasant experience and you don't get to have good conversations, but everyone's been different. You've had uh, locals in the area, locals moving in, uh, investors as well, uh, locals. Um, and then the there was only out of the 23, 24 inquiries received in total, only two were from interstate and both were intending to move in. So yeah. um, they wanted to be in Tassie but couldn't because of the restrictions. Interesting you say that too, people from the mainland wanting to move here. I think we'll see a lot of that as over the next couple of years as well once things sort of start to open back up. I yeah, think a lot of people point. will see Tasmania as sort of a bit of a safe haven. Tassie, WA. Well, you heard 
um, John's statement on the previous episode about that guy who said this was the safest place. He did oh, all where the, he bought his bunker. Yeah, yeah, did the research and this is the place to come. Well, there was – I can't remember the firm, but I was reading an article through the Australian Financial Review where oh, – um, You sound la-dee-da. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> got a subscription. He's um, just trying to sound good now that he works with you, Pat. He's yeah, like, I've got, I got, I got yeah, to make sure. I listen to – I, uh, I read I, I'm training. I, I, no I'm, more I'm, Zoo I'm, magazine. I'm going to move on to the real stuff. I, I'm, I'm doing work. I'm working, I promise. <laughs> But that, there's a firm there that's um, specialising in, in, you know, people internationally being able to establish a foothold in Australia. So in the event that if they do need to, that they want to get out quickly, um, they've got all the appropriate visas in place that doesn't require them to have long uh, application periods. Yep. I know in New Zealand, for example, it's you know you can buy, basically buy citizenship if you spend enough money in the country. And oh, I don't, wow. I don't exactly know the restrictions. So I mean, let's let's be honest, this is limited to high net wealth individuals. I think you can buy citizenship here too in Australia. Really, for the if you if just dump in enough cash. So much money over so many years. I think, don't quote me on it, but I think it's about 1.5, 1.8 million a year for what, so many years in a row. And yeah, got gotcha. citizenship. Yeah, okay. That's cool. scary. Well, I think, mm. well, that's the thing is that now there's um, this particular firm, it, it featured in the articles, they're, they're upping all their staff levels because they're getting that much more inquiry um, for people wanting to do it in Australia and New Zealand because of the way in which would um, the, those two countries have been able to handle this process. And it makes harks back to, like you said, that story with the old mate who um, chose in this area is the Folat bunker. Yeah. Um, he was just, you know, 10, years, 10, 20 years ahead of his game. Um, mm. Now everyone's starting to think about it. And then I guess, you know, getting back to the point where um, locals will pay, it's, that that is an interesting point, you know, where the, the initial thought, especially it's got to be frustrating for people where you do get um, people, you, you just get outbitted in yeah. terms of a negotiation. But now it's not, you know, people from just people paying ridiculous prices unseen. It's just locals recognising the value of their own neighbourhood. Yeah, that's a great point. It's and just going, no, I'm, I'm happy to happy to pay this. This is yeah. what I want. This is reasonable. This is what this area is garnering. Yeah. And, yeah, we're in the market for it rather than being like, oh, I'm going to have to bump up my offer to try and, yeah, get this fly in, fly out a investor to um, get off my back sort of thing. Exactly. And I know there's an exception where they've still got a few first-home buyer incentives and for the building as well. I mean, obviously there's some um, exciting stimulus package that people are trying to take advantage of. But realistically, that's still only a small um, slice of the greater market. Yeah. Um, where people just wanting to move sideways and like I said at the start, is just wanting to get on with their lives. It seems to absolutely been reflected with the, the degree of inquiry we've been getting. I know you pride yourself on your um – the relationships that you form with people that come to your open homes or your private inspections and you're kind of really a, a people's agent. Yeah. Has it kind of been easier to, to know that the people that are coming through are people that you will probably be seeing around? Like Tassie's a small place where you always are running into the people you know. So you're kind of building that um, wealth of knowledge through these experiences rather than being like, oh, this guy I know is from Sydney, kind of flies in, flies out. We don't really mm-hmm. have that kind of relationship. Is that something you've been finding in this recent period well to think out loud and because uh, i hadn't really thought about it what i would notice is that people are just grateful for the opportunity to have a conversation yeah because normally it's the um i think good times enable lazy agents in the lazy process where you can go um and i'll often just say look i, I don't get an ego trip by selling a house in, in in 24 hours or you know 60 people to the open home i mean that's obviously a good reflection of obviously the the activity in the market yep. but um it certainly hasn't 
I don't think that those processes have benefit purchases at all. So if you've got a little bit of patience and you can enable the vendor to open up their house for longer and work a little bit harder, that just gives the buyers a much nicer experience that, you know, they can really, you know, connect with a home on their own terms rather than got 15 minutes with bumping bump shoulders with everyone then forced to make a decision five minutes later. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I've just noticed that because of the experience that everyone's had over the last even, you know, 12, 18 months, two years, in many cases, they're just appreciative of getting the time and they've just been a lot more open in that sense to be able to have a frank conversation like oh my god you actually give you actually give a shit yeah um and i think most people are surprised by that yeah cool i agree Mm. I've got nothing more to add. John <laughs> summed up pretty good. I was really trying to be have an input <laughs> in this episode. I could tell that you're like, I'm, I'm really paying attention right now. I'm really, you know what John's saying? He's saying some good stuff. And then he was stealing everything that you were going to add. <laughs> exactly. And then Pastor's like, oh, oh no. God damn it. Now they're going to ask me to say something. <laughs> well, what we might do is we'll jump to the next topic. I reckon you might know a little bit about this. I think you sent this one through to the uh, – Oh, now you're putting the pressure on me. No, I am. I'm going to put it on. I think you sent this article through – it was about um, St. George Bank uh, doing like $1 lenders mortgage mm, insurance. There's actually a couple of deals out in the market now. Oh, so it's kind I've of got some inside info as of yesterday. There you go. So now I'm putting it out there that you do know some stuff about this. Let's do it. All right. So lenders mortgage insurance, explain it to the layman like myself. I know I've paid it, but tell me more about it. John? <laughs> no. Okay. So lenders mortgage insurance is basically the bank taking out an insurance policy against you, Aaron, yep. the purchaser, Yep. in the event that you don't pay back the loan. So what it basically means is that if you stop paying the mortgage and they have to sell your house and they take a loss, so say you have a $250,000 mortgage and they can only sell it for $220,000 yep. and there's a $30,000 difference, the lenders mortgage insurance picks up that difference for the bank. So it's an insurance policy that protects the bank's investment in the property. Yeah, it's got, it's it, no benefit to the purchaser whatsoever. Yep. It's so just insurance for the bank. Normally once and, which they make you pay for. Yeah, and once you're borrowing more than 80% of the purchase price, that's when you're required to have lender's mortgage insurance. Okay, yes. Basically, what has been interesting though in the last couple of weeks is a couple of the different banks have come out and a couple of the different mortgage brokers have come out and offered to help put pay that lender's mortgage insurance for first-home buyers and for people that are borrowing a higher percentage yep. to help them get into the market and obviously to help these um, banks you know, write some loans in a market that is probably pretty tough for a lot of lenders out there at the moment. Yep. For instance, St. George is offering $1 lender's mortgage insurance on a loan ratio of up to 85%. So you can borrow up to 85% of the purchase price. You'll only pay $1. For your lender's mortgage insurance. So in their example, on a $650,000 house, it's about $6,000 lender's mortgage insurance and basically you get it for a dollar. Yeah, wow. So that's quite a saving. Yeah. As of yesterday, I was talking to our friend Leggett, who yep. obviously has been on the show a couple of times Shout from Rams. Shout out, Andy. Yep. Um, Rams are actually offering $5,000 towards lenders' mortgage insurance. So that's pretty much the exact same deal as what yep. these guys have suggested. So yep. it appears that a lot of the lenders out there are trying to help get the market ticking over again and get people mm. borrowing money and purchasing properties. They see this as an opportunity to write some loans yep. and help get people into the market. I think I saw something when I was reading it. It was kind of like the really tricky part of of the lender's mortgage insurance is it often isn't taken into account when you're saving for your deposit for your first yeah. home. And you forget about so it. So you yeah. forget about it. So you yeah. think I need this much money to be able to put in an offer for my first home and then you get stung with this, say, extra $6,000, which you haven't accounted for. Let and alone it kind the stamp of, duty, which most people forget about as well. Yeah. So all of a sudden you go from thinking – 
oh, I've just got to pay, you know, 250 for the house, not realising I've probably got $12,000 in fees that I wasn't aware that I'd have Plus, to pay. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So this is kind of um, helping those first-home buyers who are in a position to still make the home loan repayments but struggle to overcome that getting the first like deposit sorted, yep. which is something that I had trouble with. Like when I first was um, looking at the market, I was like, oh, the things I'm going to have to look for are in a price bracket way below what I would actually have liked to have bought, but I'd be like, I'm going to have to make these sacrifices to get a start. And then being able to merge my cash with my partner's cash, it put us in a different position where we could start looking at stuff we actually wanted. Mm-hmm. Mm. But it was something I, I was aware of because I was like, my deposit's never going to be able to cover. cover this, especially with once you're putting – because isn't there that thing where you can – you ask your parents to go guarantor or something like that. Seems like a really kind yeah, of... Yeah, so guarantor yeah. will help you remove the need for lender's mortgage insurance because yep. what that will do is that, say you're still borrowing 85 or 90% of the purchase price, the risk isn't as great because the parents are going guarantor, meaning if you stop paying, they're basically your lender's mortgage insurance. Yes. So they're basically putting their house as collateral Equity or collateral for your loan. So yep. it is a good... It can remove the need for that insurance policy. But you got to get along pretty well with your parents. I know, yeah, and again, mm. you don't want to be putting Pressure. other people into a position like that. So something like this one dollar more—is this something that will be sustainable? Will this last for a while? Or? I don't know. At this point in time, it's all relatively new. But I literally think it's just a way of these big banks trying to get the the loans ticking over because they only make money with people taking out mortgages. Yes, like that's where they make the majority of their money. So if no one's taking out mortgages, they can't generate income. Yep. So I think the way they're looking at it is, you know, a $5,000 loss to begin with over 30 years is not really that big a deal when we're going to make X amount of dollars over that period of time. So I think that's how they're sort of looking at it to help stimulate this loan process while the market is seen to be a little bit quieter Australia-wide. Like Tassie, we've been pretty lucky, not much has changed. But yep. I imagine in Melbourne and Sydney, the market has dramatically shifted to what it potentially was. And what um, but this, the, is the government still doing the guarantee at the minute up to the 5%? Yes, yeah. I don't know the exact rules of it. Though. Yeah, because um, well, there was I, only so many thousand people was it like an allocation? Yeah, and exactly. the second round went live a couple of months ago. Yeah. I think this is basically another version of that but just done at a private sector level. Yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense because I'm thinking if obviously there was only a certain amount that could be allocated and each bank then was enabled, you know, was allocated certain positions as well mm. so i suppose then you know for the the you know a lot of these lenders are thinking what are ways we could continue to build that momentum getting them to come to us like without um now that particular mm. allocation has gone um and this then is obviously to me seems like a bit of a an incentive case then it's just like hey come with us we'll ensure that you know we'll, we'll be able to waive that for you and i, I thought i'd do just a quick sum like six thousand dollars over the course of a 30-year loan when you break it down as it's pretty easily serviceable of like three bucks a week Yep. Or something so I mean we can all find an additional three dollars a week but it's harder to come up with that money at the beginning yeah you know? oh, definitely. like the big chunk of cash which is when it's which was obviously um, as which forming part of your deposit and I guess that's a, the biggest frustration and it makes it, it'd be interesting to see how this plays out and how long they allow it for because one of the big interesting things about the Australian market obviously is because I mean the, the the restrictions on lending is still pretty tight in some ways you know if, if, if it means that you need to get 20% before you can you know not even have to worry about insurance it means well um, it isn't as easy easy to buy houses you'd like they're moving the goalpost a little bit to make it easier and i don't really there's not really a conclusion to what i'm thinking at the moment but i'll be very interested to see once you know once one's done it how many others start to follow suit 
your, your simple sum is like as well. You look at three hundred fifty thousand dollars to get twenty percent of that off the top. That's seventy grand. Yeah, like exactly. How right. hard is that to save seventy thousand dollars to put towards a house? Like, well, very early on, there was um, a friend, Lauren. She'd written into us to say, "Hey, look, I've got my kids. I'm renting, and I've got like very small. There's there's not a lot left of you know my." I remember from the Max Mailbag episode. Yeah. I think it was we talked about um, this. So it's a cl- so that's a it's a classic instance that you know the you know the the principle of you know paying yourself first. But that's all well and good, but you can still only um, allocate so much. So to sit aside seventy thousand dollars isn't exactly an easy route very often. Oh, it's um, a slog. Yeah, it's a mm. battle. Like even I was doing that living on your mum's couch kind of thing to save on rent or like living without. Paying rent, like if you as soon as, you, whatever you, as soon as you put rent on top of, like it's really hard to save on groceries on it, all of the living expenses. So yep. kind of trying to save and get your seventy grand scratched away or however much you need, like it's a slog. Yeah, and keep in mind seventy thousand is only on the medium price here in the northern suburbs. Like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you think about the mainland. What when you've got a median sale price of you know half a million or six hundred thousand? Like mm. to not have to have lenders' mortgage insurance is near impossible for the average person. Yeah, and I think this is the. And that's just an interesting one that they're not waving it all together. It's they're still getting it taken out, but obviously they're meeting meeting the clients halfway. Mm. In this instance, where rather than eighty, we can get you to eighty five percent. We'll cover the difference for you. So this is a yeah an interesting one. Um, I'm curious to see how it plays out and how many people are actually able to take advantage of it. Well, we because we're not experts on the subject, we might have to get Lego back Legget, in Legget again. Yeah, yeah, again. <laughs> He, around, he loves it. Us. He loves it. Yeah. Actually, we can get him back in the studio now as well, and yeah. he'll love that as well. And we might, might have to get him back in to give us a little bit more clarification on what Rams are offering because he only told me about it yesterday when I was talking to him about a client of mine. So yep. it'd be good to just clear a bit of this up and yeah, he knows know exactly stuff. what options are available for a first-time buyer at the moment. Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Well, I think we've covered off everything that we were hoping to cover off today. We kind of uh, got in the nitty-gritty of that now J-Mac has been exercised from his first national family and now he's part of the 414 family. But keep, keep your ears out because I'm excited about making making it a big deal. Uh, mm. I think it's getting all the eggs in the getting yep. things in place first and then we can really this would, be, this would be interesting yeah. to see how many people listen to the podcast in the local community mm. Mm. and I'm excited that I talked 48% of the episode oh, <laughs> you're keeping track here on the computer and I'm really happy with my input this week so I'm just going <laughs> to keep that metric each week and make sure I sit around the, that sort of mark <laughs> I like that uh, just one question is you're, you're going to have your wisdom teeth out oh, today aren't you and I'm getting an implant so do you, we um, well, you, you, I think I we're remember. all there <laughs> I remember yeah so I know my front teeth out by ice skating into a wall. I didn't, you know, Aaron was the smart one by stopped. I just thought, no, nah, I'm going to keep going. No, nah, the, the the wall stopped me eventually. John um, didn't know how much I watched the Mighty Ducks as a kid, so yeah. I just You were ready for this. I was ready. I was born ready. To, I basically am a Mighty Duck. <laughs> Emilio! <laughs> the Mighty Ducks guy, I swear to God. Oh, so, but, so anyway... I'm actually getting uh, yeah an implant as well, so I'll get four wisdom teeth out and an implant in one hit. So um, since it was Aaron's fault, is he going half with me in this dentist bit? No, nah, it's not Aaron's fault. Oh, oh I, I remember looking at you. The first thing I said was, <laughs> "I'm pretty sure I won the race, right?" <laughs> oh man, it was. <laughs> Meanwhile, Aaron's like felt, looking back at you, thinking, I, "John, I you clearly you're feeling, don't. You're feeling bad for a long time." Oh, I felt so bad yeah, for yeah. so long. Do you think he realised that he was missing his teeth at that stage when he turned around? Uh, and you got to remember who initiated it, though, is because because but I saw you guys doing it, and then I wanted a piece of the action, so. It's my fault on that run, you know. What are you going to do? So it's not on you or Tone. So it's my responsibility on that. <laughs> I'm glad you'll take that. I actually think I went yeah. back to that ice skating rink about 15 years later and yeah. the tooth marks were still in that bit of wood. Did you run your hand over so the wall like that flashback you, moment? You were right. And I, there was a friend of mine, Wendy, she was a figure skater and 
I, I, I can't remember why we were there. got a friend that's a figure and But she said, oh, Johnny, come and have a look at this. And so then we've skated over to the other side where the brick is and there's a chip out of the brick and she said, that's mine. <laughs> no, I was like, oh. oh I, I I'm glad yours went into wood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. She was probably doing something quite impressive though when she ran. Yeah, I wasn't. I was just going hell for leather. <laughs> <Yeah>. Probably. <laughs> I just imagine too, like imagine the look of it. This guy going as hard as he can, with, doesn't even stop with your with massive afro, afro at that yeah, stage, yeah. and just right at the last minute, go looks up and go shit, like no, no, no stopping. Blood on the ice, yeah. teeth on the ice. They put it in a glass of milk. Yeah. Oh god, it just makes I actually crack. What was the plan of that? Was it to try to stick it back together? I don't, don't know. know. Don't know. Don't know. I think the calcium of the milk or something like what, that regrows it back onto. Yeah. Your mouth. Well, I, I can't, you know, hats off to the dentist at the time because. This um, root canal, whatever he did, wasn't supposed to last this long. And that, what, 16, no longer now, wasn't it? No, 16, 17 years ago. Um, so, yeah, I was supposed to have it changed five years in, but it's it's, uh, it's, it's time. Well, it's time. we wish you all the, back with it. All yes. the best with that today, J-Mac. Yeah, but the reason I bring that up is that we may be on a Another hiatus. hiatus next week if your swelling hasn't gone down or you can't talk. Yeah. Because well, Pat won't be able to talk for f- more than 48%. Are you kidding? The... Without J-Mac, I can get up to 60, 70% <laughs> yeah, yeah. of the conversation. <laughs> well, we so. could always do that um, – Text to voice conversion. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Hawking. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> right. That would be very interesting, John. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks. For, uh, uh. Thanks for listening <laughs> to the Property Pod. Thank you. You have been listening to the Property Pod, produced and edited by Four One Four Media House in conjunction with Four One Four Real Estate and McGregor First National Propriety Limited. This podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek then use their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this